Is T. Higgins' contract extension coming soon? Dot, 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 question mark, question mark. We'll discuss that. Plus, Darnell Wright, well, he slid in some DMs and he's clapping back at a popular Bengals fan slash podcaster. So we're going to discuss that and more on today's edition of Locked on Bengals. You are Locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine, and he's back. He's Jake Lisko, back better than ever, looking great, feeling great, and here on Locked On Bengals. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube where we just reached over 15,000 subscribers. Follow wherever you get your podcasts. And we have a ton to get to, including Jake reacting to my mock with him being out on Mock Draft Monday. But Jake, welcome back, my man. You look good, like I said. Yeah, well, that's uh, very kind of you. It's been it's been a week but uh, hopefully, hopefully we're at the end of the tunnel and things are going to be comfortable here for the next foreseeable future. And we can put this behind us and I won't be laid up on the couch for another week here. Did you catch up on any shows? What'd you do? Did you just oh, yeah. sleep? Man, there's a lot of sleep. A lot of sleep. Um, a lot, of, like I'm, I'm caught up on every show. If there was a show and I wanted to watch it, I'm up to date at this point. So that's, uh, you know, good and bad. Nothing to do on the rainy days. Uh, I learned what Instagram reels are. Uh, that, that really good at using up time when you. When oh my god! Yeah, trying to chew up time. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're you've never been more like Joe Burrow, because what he loves is binging TV, and laying on the couch, like that's his ideal. The, the Instagram reels, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he's not into that. But outside of like UFC fights and in football, of course, the the couch laying, I, I think you nailed it. So there you go. The the one way that we can all connect to Joey B, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely relatable. And so, yeah, that's that's the positive outlook. But it's good to have you back. And a lot happened since you were gone. The Bengals signed eight different free agents. No. Wow. No, no, nothing much. You, you didn't miss much. Uh, you did miss Joe Goodberry, uh, who I think is going to join us a few more times before the draft. But you also missed Mock Draft Monday. I know you went back and you saw who I took. Please tell me you had a, a big, big problem with Anton Harrison or, or whoever I picked uh, in the first three rounds yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's not – a big problem with anything. I think there's probably some, some conversation that we would have had that, you know, you obviously don't get when you, when you get the back and forth of the, the two person mock draft Monday format, but Anton Harrison in the first round in, in a lot of scenarios, I think is fine. And, you know, we spent a lot of time last week before I hit the shelf talking about Bijan Robinson in that scenario. And like, in what scenario would you pick? A running back there and honestly looking back on it and this isn't related to your mock draft monday but you just stack your board right and there might be a couple of players you have ahead of robinson who could actually be available there and you do the same thing to get to a pick of anton harrison 
and you know we're we're doing these mock draft Mondays for entertainment and to discuss some of the different prospects that could be in play. So it's a little bit different from you know actually going through the NFL draft if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Because we're trying to talk about different players and and acknowledge different team needs and have conversations based around those things. But ultimately, what you do is you say, okay, Anton Harrison is you know the the best available player here. Maybe we have him tied with you know. Emmanuel Forbes, for example, who I think was available for you. And that, that we, was the one. That was the struggle. I'm not going to lie to you. It was tough. And, and maybe they just prefer the tackle, right? And they say, you know what? We want to get a tackle that we think is a tackle of the future in Anton Harrison. And, and that's going to be more important to us than taking a guy who could be an outlier, right? And Emmanuel Forbes, very, very light. The, the um, Devontae Smith. Of corners this year, right? In terms of slight build, but gets it done on the field, has a lot of things to really like. Not a guy that I'd be upset with as a first round pick. But you know, I, I also did that um that tier maker where it's it's actually pinned to my Twitter profile right now. I did this uh, over a week ago where you can go kind of set up your own Bengals first round board and say, like, this is the order that I, I would pick guys, and these are the guys I'd be ecstatic with, these are the guys I'd be okay with, these are the guys that'd be kind of eh. I'd rather trade back. And these are the guys that I'd be pretty upset with. And like, I need to do that by the way. I have not done that yet. Yeah. We should do it on the show actually is is what we should do. That'd be a good episode. Um, But if Anton Harrison is the top guy there, I wouldn't begrudge that pick at all. And then you come back in the second round, Zach Charbonnet, uh, third round was Chandler Zavala, who is, I think a new name for our listeners, but you look around, you know, you ask Brandon Thorne, you ask Dave Brugler, who's Beast just published today. Beastness, by the way, the incredible draft guide that Dane Brugler does every year that is a source of so much information that we use uh, going into the draft. One of the best draft guides out there. Shout out, Dane. Um, you'll see that those picks are probably roughly in line with with where those guys should have gone. My thing with, with Charbonnet in the second round is, you know, who are you passing on to take a running back there, just knowing that they're running backs I personally like in the third round. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened to you, right, is you got there in the third round and there were some running backs that were like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if I if I had to pick a running back here, right? Yeah, I, and that was that was the tough part. But you know how many people love Charbonnet? And, totally. and you're right. You mentioned the – the entertainment part of it. And I think the value of mocks is going down different rabbit holes and paths. Like, all right, well, right. let's go here because I would have taken Turner out of Michigan again. And we did that last week. And mm-hmm. so I said, all right, where else can I go? And Charbonnet is so popular. And I found myself like, okay. And, and maybe the Bengals don't feel this way, but, and maybe this is a take, but taking Charbonnet at 60, fine. To me, that's not enough at running back. Like, I want some explosion. So as good as he is, and I think he could be three-down guy right away, for the most part, you don't know about his pass blocking. We don't know about any of these guys as pass blockers, really. Except Roshan Johnson. Yeah, I know. You know your guy. I was about to mention it. You beat me to the disclaimer. (laughs) I'm going to buy you a Roshan Johnson jersey when he gets drafted by the Steelers. No. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I won't do that, by the way. But... Uh, I would still want Keaton Mitchell or one of these explosive backs later in the draft. And I think that's the balance. If you don't take one, you know, Robinson or whoever Gibbs, if you don't end up with one of those guys taking someone like Charbonnet in the second round, 
so many people have done it, but does that quench the thirst for explosion? It doesn't. And if anything, it just makes me wonder where else they're going to find that in this draft. It's not like Charbonnet is slow. And it's not like he like doesn't have explosive plays as part of his arsenal. His explosive play percentage yeah. is actually pretty close to Robinson and Gibbs from, from a college perspective, but that's, you know, Pac-12 or whatever they're called now. And, you know, Jameer Gibbs doing it in the SEC and Robinson doing it in the Big Big 12. So um, not that and they play I, defense I just in think, the Big 12. I think the way you look at these guys and how they would project, and he's going to be more of the – he gets you four and a half here, he gets you eight here. He's not going to be the home run hitter, which is fine. He could end up being a pro bowler doing that. I just – I think the Bengals want some explosion. That's all. Maybe. It'll be interesting. Uh, John Sheeran, by the way, did a great piece at A to Z he Sports did. where he's taken over profiling the, the seven running backs that he think the Bengals could be considering. Charbonnet, actually not one of them. Uh, and that's largely because of how many carries he had in college. The Bengals have a preference for guys that come out with not a whole lot of wear and tear on them. They also have a preference at running back generally for younger uh, younger players. Not that Charbonnet is old. He doesn't miss the cut for age. It's just because of of carry some other guys that are interesting that, that you passed on in the second round that I just wanted to hit on Derek Hall, the guy that you're going to be hearing a lot about between now and the draft yeah. uh, edge player out of Auburn looks a lot like Carl Lawson. If you go watch his highlights, also an Auburn player and yeah. uh, Tyreek Stevenson, just a, another corner that we haven't talked about a lot out of Miami. Um, somebody that I think along with DJ Turner should be in that conversation. For sure. I agree. And that's why. For the, the next couple mock draft Mondays, Jake Lisko is going to be in attendance, barring something really extremely unforeseen. And, well, let's switch gears now from mock draft Monday to T. Higgins. Is a T. Higgins extension coming? Dot, 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 question mark. We'll discuss that next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays are back. And it's the perfect time to get in on the MLB action at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you're going to get that no-sweat first bet. That's $1,000 in bonus bets back if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet. And what can you Wager on Aaron Judge to pick up where he left off last year and continue to hit bombs. You can uh, bet on the Reds. Oh, yeah, the Reds. If you want to wager on them, you can do that too. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 today. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. T. Higgins in the news a lot, at least on Bengals Twitter. On, On Sunday, quote tweeting, at underscore ML football, which I don't know if this is a real account or not. I, I thought this was a fake news rumor account, to be honest. But um, ML football tweeted that Higgins is represented by David Mulligetta, as we know. And he, quote, tweeted that tweet, calling his agent the best. He also said his mom is the most beautiful queen on the earth. His mom replied to uh, Zim on Twitter with some eyeball emojis. When, mm-hmm. when Zim said that Five's deal is done. So this, of course, sparks quite a lot of discussion. Right, James? It Nothing did. officially reported. Nothing no. that uh, we can report 
that's for sure. I would say right now, but sure is sure is a talking point. It's interesting. It's interesting for a bunch of reasons, and I don't know if if Zim's right and it's done. You know, credit to him because I think he was the first one that that really, you know, put this out there. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it being done uh, or anything like that. I will say this: a lot of people are saying he signed. I can guarantee you, at least as we and we're recording this at three o four Eastern time, he hasn't put pen to paper on anything. That part has not happened because when that happens. The Bengals are going to celebrate. They're going to put that on social media, and you're going to see it. Think about it. Trent Taylor signed with the Bengals weeks ago, was on vacation, and actually signed. So I'm just saying it may be agreed to, but he hasn't signed yet. Because when they sign, you'll see the social media team. And with a player like T. Higgins, the Bengals will have would have let us know because we're going to want to talk to T. Higgins. That said, it might be agreed to. Zim might be right. And why would they wait to announce it? Why would they wait? To, I, I don't know. I know some have said, oh, well, they're waiting to get Burrow done too, and then they're going to announce them together. That's never happened in the history of the NFL. I don't, I don't know why they would wait. It, getting T done would be a celebration of T. Mm-hmm. And so they would want to have those separate, I would imagine. I don't know why they would be together. And you better believe the Burrow fanfare when his deal gets done, assuming it gets done this offseason. It's going to be crazy. So... I think they would hold those separate. So I don't think that's the case of why they would be waiting. Maybe they're right at the finish line and they're about to get across and they haven't yet. And that's why we haven't heard. I don't know. Hopefully that is the case that they're about to get this done. And T Higgins is going to be a Bengal for a long time. Because I think you and I both agree that young developed has become one of the better receivers in the NFL. I think it's still ascending It's part of a winning culture isn't about himself, is team first. Like, there's no reason not to extend T. Higgins. So if this is true and they get it done, then it's – or got it done, then what a what a great day it is for the Bengals and what, what a great day it is for T. Higgins. Yeah, it would be a, a great move, of course. It's something that we've talked about a lot as far as keeping the core of the team together, keeping um, the big three on offense, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow together, of course, and, and then getting the deals done before the cap continues what will be linear growth, maybe not exponential growth, but the cap is going to be $300 million before too long. It's it's a year or two or three away. I thought it would be a little bit faster. I thought that the cap was more directly tied to revenues, which we know are increasing with the TV deal, uh, but it looks like there's a little bit of lag time built in there. So the NFL has increased TV dollars coming in. We did an episode talking about this when they did this deal like a year or two ago. And really quick, just TV revenue, not to account for other sources of NFL revenue, will get the NFL salary cap to over $300 million a year per team. Uh, Because that's all tied to shared revenue. It's just inevitable. That is coming, barring some crazy unforeseen circumstance where that deal falls apart or there's another, you know, crazy world-shaping epidemic or, or, or event, I should say, like the COVID pandemic. So getting these deals done on the current cap means that in the future, you're going to look back at these deals and most likely they're going to look pretty good unless they are truly market setting. Like if T Higgins wants more money than Tyreek Hill, then maybe that deal doesn't look, you know, as, as beneficial when you look back on it and then you wonder what Jamar Chase is going to get. Um, But getting the deal done would be fantastic. Uh, 
for, for a number of reasons. I think that, you know, maybe they've started conversations. Maybe, maybe that's where they're at. Maybe they've moved along in conversations. Like you said, maybe they are close. Um, and yeah, I don't Zim's, know if Zim's right. You know, Zim knows these, these families, some of these players and, and, you know, it's feasible that he would know this, right. Don't want to take anything away from Zim here. Um, that been great for him to, to get that news first before anybody else. And, uh, you know, shout out Zim for, for finding out. We have not heard that yet though. So that, sure. that's where it is. That, that's why it's delicate, right? Mm. Because you just don't know. And right. where is it? Not sure, but uh, hopefully it's closer to the end than the beginning and they can, you know, get him done and keep it moving. Because I, I think of the the list of things to do this offseason, people wanted to address the offensive line. They wanted to extend T and Burrow, right? Those were like probably the three big things. All of this other stuff is big and important, and we talk about it every day, but this would be a, a major thing if they were able to get it done. So we'll see. I, it would not mind a little pre-draft celebration of T Higgins if that were the case. That's right. That would be that'd be a fun a fun story for us to talk about for sure. Up next, Willie Lutz, who I'm sure you've seen on Twitter, Bengals Twitter. Well, he got a mean message from a popular Bengals draft target. So we're gonna discuss that and really just interactions with athletes on Twitter. I think this is actually a fun topic. We'll dive into that coming up next. But today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've had a heard us talk about the mobile game app before and ultimate football GM allows you to make decisions like re-signing T Higgins, moving on from key pieces, maybe letting J Jesse Bates walk in free agency, hiring and firing coaches, all of those things you can do in navigating a, a franchise and trying and attempting to build a dynasty in a realistic, challenging game world. And the best part about ultimate football GM to me outside of all the awesome football side of things is the fact that it's playable offline. So if you're going on a long road trip and you don't know how service is going to be, not a big deal. Flights, not a big deal. Ultimate Football GM is the perfect game for you. And Locked on Bengals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all capitals. All you have to do is go to the game store, use promo code Locked On in all capitals after you download it to get a 100% free boost to your franchise. You can download it again in the game store or ultimate-gm.com. Again, ultimate-gm, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Big couple of days for Bengals Twitter. Whew. That that's really what the second half of our show is is about in general, right? You go to the Bengals subreddit, you go to Bengals Twitter, you go to Bengals Facebook. They're talking about the the Darnell Wright DM to Willie Lutz, prominent Bengals fan and podcaster, as you mentioned. The the Zim tweets, the T Higgins mom response to the tweets, the T Higgins tweets. Big, big couple of days yeah. for Bengals uh, discourse being dominated by a, a couple of a couple of social media accounts here, and good for them. But man, how about the Darnell Wright DM? And this mm -hmm. isn't the first time Darnell Wright has been in the news 
for DMs, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. Willie had tweeted that Darnell Wright is a pure right tackle and has no business playing left tackle, and Darnell Wright slid into those DMs. You're a pure word we can't say on this podcast. What year did you play to say anybody has any business doing anything? And this, of course, being that Darnell Wright is a projected first-round pick by many, has been picked up in a widespread basis. 233 quote retweets as of the time of recording this, 74 retweets in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bengal people saying, yeah, move them up the board, move them down the board, <laughs> whatever it is. I don't think this probably should impact your draft evaluation on Darnell Wright too much. I mean, probably slightly undesirable behavior to have a guy sliding into player DMs to, you know, search in their own name and, and feeling like they need to respond, but probably doesn't matter too much in the grand scheme of things. No, it doesn't. And Willie really likes Darnell Wright. That's the funny part about this. And Wright just didn't scroll up to see the rest of the tweet because it was a thread. But, okay, you know, I I think a couple of things. Who knows what Darnell was thinking of or doing in that moment. Two, maybe he'll see the the articles that are going to get written and you know they are and or the social media backlash from it and realize that this is stupid to do maybe not maybe he's just immature and and teams can ask about that there's no reported visit i don't think with the Bengals and, and darnell right i know that uh he's meeting with a bunch of teams and not expected to fall to 28 maybe will he just help the Bengals get him at 28 maybe that's <laughs> it it's gonna cause him to fall 12 spots or whatever they, it is but they did yeah. meet with him at the combine at the case. Yeah. Yeah. A visit. I should have said visit. No, no top 30 visit reported. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe they're like, hey, he's clean, a clean prospect. And that's it. We don't need more medicals. We don't need to ask about this or that. Or maybe they'll schedule one now because of this tweet. Kidding. It's funny. I, I think athletes that do this, it, it, as long as your player on the field doesn't get affected, it's not a huge, huge deal. We've talked about this a lot with Eli Apple. That said, who cares? And I'm not being mean to Willie here because I would say the same thing about me. But if I'm Darnell Wright, I really don't give a damn what James Erpine or Willie Lutz or Jake Lisko have to say about my draft status. <laughs> I just don't. I just, it, it's one of those things where, you know, and we're in the same thing, right? We have people that don't like us and rep us and all those things. And sometimes I'll respond, but a lot of times it's like, okay, whatever. I, I like, I, I'm a big fan of the pin of shame. Uh, finding the hilarious comments and and just posting them for people to see Mm -hmm. and not reacting to them. I I honestly find them funny. Um, And and I think it's great, Uh, but yeah, it shouldn't, shouldn't really impact things, but this is, this is modern social media. This is a world we're going to live in now where, you know, you write a player's name. There's a pretty good chance they are going to see it. Yep. And if you don't know what you're talking about, not saying that Willie doesn't know what he's talking about, but sometimes you don't know what you're talking about. And that's when it's not a DM. That's when you get quote tweeted and put on blast by the player. Yep. Uh, and I think we, you know, we've seen Jermaine Pratt do this to some degree um, where, you know, he's found something where someone has not understood his responsibility on a play, suggested he was at fault for something happening and been like, that's not my job. And, you know, you, you see this with players. That's just the most recent Bengals example that I can think of. Uh, so, so you know, it's, a, it's a, a bit of a note for 
people watching the sport, commenting on the sport in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, the other part of it is you would like the athletes to learn the lesson. It's like, okay, yeah, let's stop looking up your own name. Let's stop caring about it at least. Um, but it's also fun, you know, back when Quentin Spain was on the team, retweeting like the highlights that, that people would put out of them. Sure. And, and you see that from time to time too. Like DJ Reader will do that from time to time, putting up, retweeting, you know, Sands, putting up highlights of DJ Reader doing cr- incredible things on the field. And so that's a fun way to do it. Um, but, but, you know, that's also just the nature of the current NFL media landscape where there's two sides of it and players are going to see all of it. Yep, no doubt. And I, I think, one, I hope Darnell Wright falls to 28 for a bunch of reasons, one of which, well, hopefully Emily Parker can hook up a, a one-on-one where Willie Lutz has to interview Darnell Wright in oh, person yes, and stand right next to that 333-pound man and say, you are a right tackle. No, but that would be hilarious, right? So uh, that's content said, opportunity there. Yeah, no doubt. It would be fun. And maybe we should just get him some headgear just in case. But I, I'm, I'm sure we, we can arrange that to, to be safe. But this stuff happens, you know, I mean, athletes have had problems with stuff I've said and, and called it out. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but that's part of it and part of commenting and I, again, I think he was joking, by the way, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and hopefully hopefully the NFL views him as just a, a right tackle and uh, lets him fall to 28 because he would be a heck of a get for the Bengals. Yeah, that's one of those guys that I think is ahead of Robinson, going back to that conversation. And I think there's two, like, realistic guys, and, and I think he's one of them, despite – this dm kerfuffle doesn't doesn't move it for me Um, yeah like unrealistic to be there at 28 but ahead of robinson if if all three fell which yeah and it's it's cancy right and and robinson and i don't think any of them are likely to be available to the bengals so that's where we're gonna have to talk about rank those rank them today right now uh probably in that order cancy right robinson interesting Passing on rights tough because you're protecting sure. the franchise. That, that one's tough. I I agree with you. Robinson's third on that list. But, man, that's a heck of a problem. Give me that problem on draft night. I'll have three. So if the Bengals are about to be on the clock and the Bills, let's say they take Jameer Gibbs, right? Which, ooh, that'd be fun. Or take a receiver. They take Zay Flowers. And all three of those guys are still available. I'm going to have three profiles ready to go and written. Bengals take this guy, this guy, this guy. And mm-hmm. all three would get A grades from me. Maybe not you because of Bijan. All three would get A grades no, from uh, me, though. Uh, I, I think Bijan would be an A depending on who else is there. Sure. That, that's what that always is. Well, I guess, yeah, if those two guys are there, maybe it's – I'm not going to knock them for picking Bijan in the end. I know we had a really long conversation about it the other day, but it, it's – philosophical if they get Bijan robinson he's going to make them a, a better team mm-hmm. in one way shape or form right i think we can all all agree about that i just can't see just clears right for me by enough as yeah. as a prospect on tape for for what his upside is um it, it is close just get both of them and we'll see you we'll see you next year yeah right can see see ya that's a trade 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 the rest of the draft. Can, can figure out running back. I can figure that out. I'll piece that together. 
just just keep Joe Mixon in that case. Uh, you know what, what we could have talked about? Speaking of, of funny things and you just social media. Debate. Go ahead. Lately, uh, how about Carson Palmer? Just just keeping on trying to talk about. He said Joe this like Burrow. a week and a half ago. It picked up now because yeah, social weird. media is slow. He said it forever ago. Mm-hmm. And I like. Like all Bengals, we had it like 10 days ago or something. And it wasn't from us, of course. And then I, I think Cincy Jungle got it and, and, and posted it more recent. And that one, like, it got shared by some some influencer or something. And now everyone's reacting to it. I, whatever. Joe Burrow's really damn good. And so is Patrick Mahomes. See around the NFL. Around the NFL picked it up. That's uh, the one. Sunday. Yeah. That's the one. AFC, and- AFC championship game, by the way. See you there. All right. Hopefully it's at Paycor this year, so right. I don't have to drive to Kansas City because there's no good flights from Cincinnati to Kansas City. It's maybe stupid. They'll, maybe they'll put one in next year. Eight three eight, three connecting flight. I got to go to Dallas for four hours and then fly. It's first world problems, but come on. You can't just go through O'Hare or something. That's anyway. Uh, also, Seth Kaiser, Kaiser, uh, Chiefs Chiefs writer uh, for the Athletic, who's done some cool stuff. Did put up uh, an Orlando Brown article before he signed anywhere made that free for everyone he has a sub stack uh just a film breakdown on on brown before he signed anywhere when the chiefs were still looking at bringing him back he made that free also made free uh, a conversation about burrow and mahomes i haven't read it yet so i'm not sure if bengals fans would like it or not but it is pretty cool that he he does good film analysis and he's made a couple things free uh for for all readers who are not chiefs fans uh when they appeal to wider audiences. So shout out Seth uh, at real MN chiefs fan. So obviously a chiefs fan does work for the athletic though, uh, a good film analyst there and, and did some writing recently about uh, quarterback discourse that, that includes the Carson Palmer comments and, and Joe Burrow. So that's about it. I would say. That's would you it. Say, James? And for the first time in not a, a week. week or so? It feels Almost like it feels like close to it. You get to drop the classic line. Yeah, we'll be back soon. We're here all week. The draft just weeks away at this point, and that is where our focus will certainly be for the most part between now and then. So until then, thanks for listening to this episode of Lockdown Bengals. Hootay, and have a good one.